Hi everyone, and welcome to another edition of Toon Talk on Rock and Talk with Dak. Stay tuned. Hello, fellow music fans, and welcome back to the show. I uh, got another Toon Talk for you today, and I would say that I apologize for doing more of these, but I really, really don't apologize. They're simple and fun, easy to do. So today's song, I want to talk about uh, Witch Hunt from Russia's Moving Pictures album of 1981. Very seminal album, actually. In fact, I think they uh, released the what was supposed to be 40th anniversary box set. Uh, technically, the anniversary was uh, last year, so it's the 41st anniversary this year, I guess. So, been around for a long time, and this album is just as classic as it was when it came out, and it's just grown a following over the years. And this song's been on my mind a little bit, and I'm probably going to focus more on the lyrics this time around, um, as opposed to the music, because uh, there's uh, some similarities to recent events in, uh, of the world, and... I don't know, maybe just goes to show that not much actually changes in the world. So without further ado, let's get right into it and listen to the song.
That is Witch Hunt from Moving Pictures. So we'll d dive into the music first. So slow, eerie intro, and I love that, especially for the title of the song Witch Hunt. It's just these like distant chimes in the in the background kind of stuff. And then you start to hear this mob chanting and getting angry and fired up. Now that mob chant was actually Alex Lifeson has told this story before. And I just love the idea. So I think it was just a night of having fun. They were all drinking and they had walked down, I think just like to the driveway or whatever from the studio, took a little recorder and they just hooting and hollering because they're all drunk, but they just recorded themselves being, you know, angry, quote unquote, uh, and just having, having a fun time. And that's what they used as the uh, intro. He said that you can kind of, if you have a good sound system, you can hear some of the stuff they're saying and it's just utter stupidity and it, i i love that they just had fun with it so kind of a fun unique way to you know being able to record something added into music really love that um what was the next thing i wanted to talk about oh um very interesting it, it, it's kind of a, a weird thing but it's something i've noticed after listening to a few different versions of this song and by versions i mean just the edits made from you know, from the album version to specifically, I'm thinking of like Rocksmith and um, and Rock Band. So it's very interesting. Right after the first verse, there are, I think it's two bars that are missing in any sort of, um, I don't like the Rock Band version of the song. I don't really know how that happened, but there's two bars. It goes right into the um, Neil Peart doing the drums down. Doom, 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 doom versus having that open those two bars of just him hitting the cowbell and hitting the drums uh, very sparsely so very interesting i don't know how that happened where other versions that got into rock band and rocksmith totally lose those first two bars um, after the first verse i don't know why that is but it's something that i picked up on and noticed uh one of the other things i really love is after like midway through the song things really get picking up I love that the bass, bass guitar and guitar harmonize. Dun 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 and Getty accents with the bass. Do 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 super fun. I love love the way that those instruments play with each other. It sounds super cool. Um, and then along with Neil Perch driving drums, 
Absolutely love that. Then the last thing music-wise I want to talk about real quick is just, I love when Getty throws in a little bass solo. He's been doing that for a long time, and especially if anyone who has seen him, uh, seen the band live, the Getty, like, especially at, at the end of Leave That Thing Alone, um, there's a couple other songs, that's probably a big one, but he just, he does his little bass solo. He has fun with that, and I love that uh, that's present on a song, like the studio album version, he throws in a little bass solo. Super simple, it's fun to play, uh, but I love that he adds that in there. Then with that, I want to get into the lyrics of the song. So the lyrics, I maybe it's just being older, being a little bit more aware of the world, but reading these lyrics and reflecting on our current, <laughs> our current time, it's really interesting just how much things don't change. So this song is really about an angry mob just rising up and they have this mission to, as the song says, to beat and burn and kill. It doesn't say exactly what they're going to do or, you know, what their cause is, but it's just, the song's about a mob. And I just love some of the lyrics in here. The mob moves like demons possessed. Love that line. Uh, but I think what really gets me is the last couple of verses It just really it it parallels to our our modern time the things that we've seen over the last few years and i'll just i'll read the last couple of verses they say there are strangers who threaten us our immigrants and infidels they say there is strangeness too dangerous in our theaters and bookstore shelves those who know what's best for us must rise and save us from ourselves quick to judge quick to anger slow to understand ignorance and prejudice and fear walk hand in hand those are some powerful lyrics and people kind of give neil pert a bad time about his lyrics but for something like this that's just when i came to the realization of what these lyrics really mean i think it was probably last year just it hit me just kind of that light bulb moment and i was just kind of i was stunned i was just like holy shit Things really don't change. We have seen exactly that happen over the last few years across our world. The I'm, I'm going to say these people, but you know these mobs, they they have this lack of understanding of the world, and their first instinct is to is to go out and and beat people, to burn things, to kill, and we've witnessed that, and that's really dark and startling, and. For a band like Rush to have that in, in the song and lyrics, just very striking for me. And I don't know which, what you all think about it. Um, couple other notes on the song. So this is technically um, part three of Rush's Fear trilogy, which was actually four songs. Um, but that's just, you know, the goofiness of, of Rush. And their other, the other ones being, I think it was The Weapon from Signals. And Enemy Within from Grace Under Pressure, and then years later added part four to the trilogy, <laughs> um, which is Freeze from va uh, Vapor Trails. And I'm not really sure what the uh, the inception of the Fear trilogy was, but it's kind of fun that they had that, and this being the the, the third part three, counting <laughs> counting upward from there, kind of fun. Um, I think the other thing, I, Neil Peart's talked about this before. This was um, the one song on the album 
that was really just this big studio production. It wasn't just recording as a three piece. They even brought in um, the artist who um, did all of their cover art, uh, Hugh Syme. He came in and did some synth, um, some synth work for them. Then I think Neil also talked about having, you know, a gong, bass drums, and wind chimes, glockenspiel, tubular bells, conga, cowbell, vibraslap, a whole bunch of electronic effects. There's a lot going on on this song, and you really see that when he's playing this song live, it's really fun to watch. Um, the cowbell kind of sound, he's triggering with his left foot and then playing everything else because, you know, Neil Perks, the master. So it was super fun to watch, and just knowing that there's that much going on, it wasn't just, hey, the three of us, let's play together. So much more going on. Um, which is super fun. And that's really all I have for you on, on this particular song. I just wanted to get in and talk about it. I, I absolutely love, uh, love Rush, love this song, especially every time, you know, the older I get, I listen to more music and I don't know, just things hit in a different way as time goes on. And I don't know, you just really, really pick up on things that you didn't as a as a kid when you first heard something. And this was one of those songs that resonated with me on a different level. Um, and I think especially with, you know, as I talked earlier, just things that have happened in our world, just a lot more present, a lot more aware of those. And this is a song written, you know, 41 years ago that those same themes carry through in time. And that's why I said, like, it's really interesting that things really just don't change that much. Thank you for joining me today on Rock and Talk with Dak. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to go out, comment, like, subscribe, or go out and tell a friend. It all helps get these episodes out to more music fans like yourselves. You can find me on Instagram, trying to do some more updates on there, and I'll let you know when there's a new episode. As always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you, so thank you for your support as always. We will see you next time.